everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, TVTPFL. It's Thursday. It's December 30th. It's 2021 for a couple more days. Here to talk about the four-game NBA slate, and I'm joined by newcomer to the podcast, uh, TJ Zorwich. Um, I probably just messed it up, even though he just told me his name. Uh, what's happening, TJ? Hey, it's good to be here, Stevie. Uh, don't worry. We'll get it. We're going to keep coming on the pod. We're going to get it one of these days. Zwarich, it'll come. It's a tough name. It's never going to happen. I mean, anybody that's listened to the podcast for a long time knows that every time you come on, there's a good chance that I mess up your name. So TJZ um, is a nice, easy one. No, nah, I'm just going to call you TJ. That, that, it's so much <laughs> easier. But I mean, you've been absolutely crushing. Um, so glad to have you back on. I know it's like we started the month. And then I went on vacation for like two and a half months and then, you know, get to kind of finish out the month with you jumping on here and um, we'll have you on some in January as well. So looking forward to that. Uh, four games here. Pretty small slates. No totals currently over like 220. The good thing is none of these teams are on the second end of a back to back. Bad thing is, I mean, half of the NBA is out. So it is a very interesting times. Um I don't I say this a lot, but I don't think I say it enough. Um, when you have all these guys that are missing and in these types of situations, don't be afraid to take shots in tournaments. Whether it's someone that's projected for 1% ownership or not, if you like something and you're on to something and you think something's going to work out, there's no wrong answers on these types of situations. So, um, I mean... That is how you win tournaments sometimes on. I mean, it could just be a gut feeling because you never know. Yeah, And like we look back at yesterday's slate, Pritchard set up as like one of the best value plays on the slate. And I mean, he played 34 minutes and did absolutely nothing. And like that's going to happen so much. We're dealing with like last week of the NBA way before the last week of the NBA. So, um, I mean, with a four-game slate, just kind of wanted to start there. What are your thoughts on that, TJ? I agree with you completely. And the way I'm kind of trying to look at it is with all the craziness that's been going on, I'm not playing anybody who doesn't have a super high ceiling. I'm okay with taking risk. It's I, I think it's exactly what you said. Take your shots. If you feel good about somebody super low-owned, dive in. But what, what, I'm, what I'm trying to focus on right now is like we saw two nights ago, the winning score was something like 480 points on uh, FanDuel. I'm not sure what it was on DK. And it's probably not going to be that far behind last night, uh, tonight as we're recording. But the, the scores are crazy high. The news is breaking. So if you have a tie between two players, pick the later one so you can adjust and shoot for high ceilings. Don't worry about floors and shoot for high ceilings. Yeah, those people that like to get their players in on the early games and kind of shut the computer off, they're missing out right now. Um, I mean, there's a lot of edge to be had, especially when you're looking at some of these late games and all this injury news. So, um, I mean, this slate right here that we have today, four games, very interesting. We've got three games at 7 Eastern and then a game at 9.30 Eastern. It's the same game that we just had um, a day or two ago, Golden State Denver. So, Milwaukee Orlando is the same. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely an interesting slate, a little bit of sample size. So let's jump in here. We get started with Philadelphia at Brooklyn. 217 total here. 
The Nets are a three and a half point favorite. As far as Philadelphia goes, Green is out and Simmons is out. Shake Milton is questionable. And then on the Brooklyn side, Joe Harris, Kyrie is out. So, I mean, getting sort of healthy here for both teams. Tobias not on the injury report. Um, I mean, Durant back for Brooklyn. So let's look at Philadelphia first. What are your thoughts on him? On the Philadelphia, I definitely like the Philadelphia side of this game quite a bit more than the Brooklyn side. This is going to be one of those games that is going to be a killer one to watch, but may not be the best for DFS on the Brooklyn side. But for the Philly side, I, I like you can take shots on Embiid. We've seen, been seeing crazy value at center open up lately, and if that's not the case tomorrow and we're getting our value at other positions, I love the idea of playing Embiid, playing Jokic, both in the same lineup on DK. Obviously, you can only play one on FanDuel, but I like the Philly side, especially Harris and especially Embiid. And if Milton's out, maybe we can look to get into some of these guards a little bit, but I think those the front court were will be where my focus is. Yeah, I mean, Embiid's interesting because in games that like have the potential to stay close, he has the ceiling. It, it's been all over the place this season. Um, I don't think Tobias coming back is going to kill him, but I mean, with Tobias on the floor this season, we have seen a little bit less usage, a little less uh, shot attempts. Um, so, I mean, when I'm looking at Philadelphia, I always feel this way about Philly. It's such a tough team when they're almost a hundred percent to really like anything on the Brooklyn side. I mean, Durant being back, obviously we're not going to see like 75 point James Harden. Um, I mean, it could happen in any game, but obviously the ceiling is a little bit lower with Durant being on the floor. Uh, What's your thoughts here on Brooklyn? The Brooklyn side is definitely the side I'm targeting less. And like looking back, just to touch on one more thing with Philly, um, I like them a lot more in FanDuel than I do on DraftKings. Um, anytime I see a player noticeably cheaper on FanDuel than they are on DraftKings, I like getting some exposure to them just because it's usually the other way around. And Tobias Harris, 7,400 on FanDuel, 8,800 on DK. So I definitely like him a lot more on FanDuel. Um, On the Brooklyn side, these guys are priced up for Durant to be out, and now he's back. This front court is priced up for Aldridge to be out, and now he's back. So, yes, it's definitely possible they can hit their ceilings, but the percentage of it happening are a lot lower because these guys are priced at a point where they're expected, they're priced for Durant to be out of the lineup, Aldridge to be out of the lineup, but that's not the case anymore. Yeah, I mean, with with this team kind of being back to health, uh, I mean, the guy that I probably, like tournament-wise, that I have some interest in here is Claxton. Because if he does like sneak into 30 minutes, he's still 4,900. He's someone that can put up 30-plus fantasy points. So Claxton would probably be the guy that I'd be willing to take shots on. But, I mean, with this team back health-wise – I mean, he could easily get 16 minutes in this game, and it wouldn't shock me at all. So, Yeah, that's a good call. Claxton, 4,900 on DK, but a nice play. 62 on FanDuel. Don't touch him. Cleveland at Washington, 205 total here. Washington is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, I mean, looking at the Cleveland side, Jared Allen 
I think he cleared, but they're saying that he's doubtful for uh, conditioning purposes. Ed Davis, Garland, Osman, Rubio, Sexton out. Windler and Stevens questionable. Washington side, Bradley Beal questionable. Bryant out. KCP questionable. Gill questionable. Hachimura out. Trez out. Holiday out. NATO out. Starting with the Cleveland side. I mean, I think the biggest thing here for Cleveland is who's going to handle the rock. Um, I mean, do we really think it's going to be like a Kevin Pangos? Um, or do we think like if Osman plays, I guess he's out too. Like he's already rolled out too. So, I mean, this Cleveland team is kind of a mess. Um, I, I like we could potentially see like <laughs> Pangos and Guy play point guard for Cleveland in this game uh, with some of this injury news, because I don't even think like Okoro is someone that's going to like handle the ball in like a point guard role here. Uh, what are your thoughts on Cleveland? I have to preface this by saying this is not a DFS advice as much as just telling the people what I might do for fun. If I play 150 lineups, I might play 150 Kevin Pangos just for, just for giggles because he's a good, good Canadian boy like myself. Uh, he's 28. I'm 28. I actually have played a little bit with him before, not actually in a real game situation, but I was in a tournament at Gonzaga university when I was still in high school and he just started playing there. And uh, we, I, we got a chance to mess around a bit on the court with the players and they were refing all of our games. So, just the fact that if Kevin Pangos gets the start, I might want to play him. But um, this is going to be one where you're going to we're, – it's a good thing it's right at 6 o'clock because we're going to want to see the starting lineup. Um, I'm trying to – I'm going to pull up the price on uh, him right now. But uh, if he's a guy who starts – what are we – where is he here? It's not even a point guard. Yeah, geez, he's only shooting guard eligible on – on uh FanDuel he's 3900 if he starts I'm definitely going to be interested in playing him Denzel Valentine if he starts I'm going to be interested in him we saw when Darius Garland went down or sorry when Ricky Rubio went down last game Garland was the one who subbed or sorry ugh, all these guys out Valentine was the one who subbed in and was doing point guard duties uh after Rubio left the game and so we're going to have to wait and see the starting lineup. Obviously, all we can really do is talk hypotheticals right now, but Pangos and or Valentine, if either of them start, I'll have some interest. Yeah, I mean, we look at the last game and Rubio played 37 minutes before leaving the game in the last three or four minutes. And like you said, I mean, Wade checked in for Rubio, but Valentine played point guard. They finished with Valentine, Wade, Mobley, Love, and Okoro in a close game. Um you know, finish coming down the stretch there. So Rubio got hurt and that game kind of shifted and the Pelicans, you know, brought it back and ended up winning that game. But I, I mean, when we're looking at Cleveland, the starting lineup is going to be very key here. Um, it's going to tell us a lot of like who is going to probably handle the ball. And I mean, who's going to play, you know, second team usage guy. If, if Valentine starts and Kevin Love doesn't start, Kevin Love is going to have a 30% usage rate with the second unit. And 
I know he's not going to play a gazillion minutes, but Kevin Love with any type of usage priced up is fantastic um, because nobody's going to want to play him at this price knowing that like there's a chance he plays 23 minutes in this game. So I really like Kevin Love for tournaments here. Even if he does start, I, I you know, he's someone that I like, but I mean, I want to see what the starting lineup is. If they start Valentine, obviously I have interest in him. I have interest in him anyway. I don't think they're going to run out Kevin Pangos for 35 minutes in this game. So I do think Valentine will potentially get the start here. Um, it's interesting. It's like, this is one of those situations where we were just talking about it at the start of the podcast. Like, if you like something here for Cleveland, just take a chance because no one knows what it's going to look like here. Um, I mean, the starting lineup might throw us all for a curveball and, you know, we have to adjust. But, I mean, on the Washington side of things, it's pretty simple here. Um, if Beal plays, Dinwiddie is probably – him and Kuzma are probably – price appropriate if Beal doesn't play I mean we just continue to play Dinwiddie it doesn't matter Cleveland's not going to have like a point guard to really guard him um what's your thoughts here on Washington yeah I think that's a great call if Beal's still out keep playing Dinwiddie we were talking about the idea of Pango starting well if he does he's my height I'm five foot ten and we're the same height and so play Spencer Dinwiddie because that should be a fairly easy matchup for him. Although I could see Isaac Okoro being the one who guards him because he's probably their best defender. Um, the one thing I want to touch on with Cleveland as well is on DraftKings, regardless, I love Denzel Valentine on a four game slate at 3,300. He's probably going to be one of the best value plays on the slate. Pangos. I'll probably only want to play if he starts uh valentine's 5300 on FanDuel though so he's not quite the play on there as he is on dk for washington if beal plays there's not a lot i'm going to want to get to here it doesn't sound like we like a whole lot yet the last game of the night is the one i'm the most excited for um and so we'll get to that when we get to that but this washington team if beal plays i don't want to get to a lot of it if he doesn't then yeah i'm i'm all for spencer dinwiddie if harold's out again we can we can fire up Gafford like he doesn't have the highest floor, but he has a high ceiling. So, yeah, not my favorite team, but there'll be pieces I'll touch on depending on the injury. news. Yeah, I mean, uh, on the Washington side, there's if Beal doesn't play, it opens up a lot. If Beal plays, I think the game overall just becomes, oh, I'm playing a couple of Cleveland players. I'll probably run it back with one or two Washington players types of games, especially in a four game slate. Uh, we got the Bucks and the Magic, same game that we saw the other night, 216 total, Bucks 12.5 point favorites on the Milwaukee side. I mean, it's just Brooke Lopez. He's out still on the Magic side. Anthony's out. Bomba's out. Carter Williams is out. Fultz is out. Uh, Gravit is now out as well. He, he got set into protocol, um, safety and health protocols. Isaac is out. Moore is out. Mulder is out. Okay. Okiki is out, Ross is out, and Suggs is out. Now, I will say this. The injury report, the NBA injury report, you know, obviously guys can get upgraded throughout the day if they pass. Terrence Ross has passed, so there's a potential for him to play in this game. It's like the reconditioning thing that could potentially keep him out of this game, so we'll have to pay attention to that news. 
and if anybody else, um, because I think Mo Bamba is really close as well. Um, to that new real morning grind game, you're a Magic fan. Can you (laughs) name eight players active for the Magic tomorrow? I can. I can, um, but that, that's because it's it's sad, right? Um, <laughs> but anyway, like it really, like th- I could name seven off the top of my head. Maybe that eighth one with um, I guess Schofield, uh, Schofield is like eight. But anyway, uh, let's talk Bucks first. I, I mean, this is a game we just saw. Um, I'm going to say the same thing about Giannis. I don't think this game stays close enough for Giannis to pay off this price tag. Drew is priced like Giannis is still out. Middleton is is 8K. Uh, just for me on the Milwaukee side, there's just nobody that makes a ton of sense for me to want to roster here. Yeah, the only interesting thing that I see with Milwaukee is it'll all depend on projected, projected ownership. There's a lot of spend-up options tomorrow. It's only a four-game slate. But we have Curry, we have Jokic, we have Durant, we have Harden, we have Giannis. And so if on a four-game slate, Giannis is under 20% owned, I'm going to have a lot of interest because if Orlando somehow keeps this close, he's going to break the slate. Even if they don't, he could have 60, 70 fantasy points in 28 minutes, 26 minutes, and that could be enough because we're only on a four-game slate. So Depending on projected ownership, I will have some interest in Giannis. We saw Portis uh, go back into the starting lineup last game. He's 7,400 on FanDuel. On DraftKings, he is 75. So, like, he's okay. He's a guy who could smash. But if you're playing one lineup, like I probably am tomorrow, like Stevie, I think, is tomorrow – these probably aren't guys you're going to want to get to unless the projected ownership's very low. If you're playing 150, I'm absolutely going to want Giannis and Portis in my player pool. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're mass multi-entering and Giannis is less than 25% on any slate, you have interest. Ever. It's just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the ceiling with Giannis, it's like the ceiling with Harden and these guys, Durant, Curry, Jokic, it's just so high. Um, I mean, they just take over games at times and there's just no catching up to them. Um, on the magic side, obviously Wagner, big game the other night, 20 shot attempts, 38 actual points in this same matchup. I think he's someone that potentially gets a lot of ownership here, which kind of scares me a little bit. I think I want to go back to the well on RJ Hampton. I mean, I just don't see a road for this guy not playing 30-plus minutes in this game. He's 3,900. I played him the other night. Um, he shot terrible. He does. He's not going to come off the floor. So, I mean, him, <laughs> I, I guess I don't hate Wagner. Um, Wendell Carter Jr., I think if, if Franz Wagner is getting a ton of ownership, you could just kind of pivot and pay up a little bit for Wendell Carter Jr. to be different. Yeah, if I think I'm going to play, I'm usually a FanDuel guy. I think I'm going to play one on DraftKings tonight. And as long as news doesn't go absolutely bonkers, I think that lineup is definitely going to have the starter between Valentine and Pangos, and it's definitely going to have RJ Hampton. If you're playing multiple lineups, I don't mind going Wagner. I don't mind going 
uh, Wendell Carter, but I'd probably set some kind of group that I would only have those players if I'm also playing Giannis. Um, Because if this one blows out, those probably are the first guys who are going to not be playing the most minutes. And so I'm probably only playing them, the upper price guys, if I'm also playing Giannis in a mini stack. But on DK, absolutely love Hampton. Don't like him as much at 5,300 on FanDuel, but honestly, on a four-game slate, I think he's still in play. Yeah, I mean, Orlando is interesting. You know, Gary Harris is someone that could play big minutes and blast from the past, Gary Harris. It's just they're not going to have a ton of bodies here. Um, I mean, Lopez should play like 25 minutes here. It's just it's kind of figuring out it's kind of figuring out and waiting for Terrence Ross and Mo Bamba news. If Ross plays and they don't limit his minutes too much, <laughs> sign me up for all of Terrence Ross. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, since it is a four game slate and we're not overly pressed for time, I want to give you a quick, quick story time. Just since you are a magic fan, you know, guess my first ever favorite NBA player. Nick Anderson. Tracy McGrady. Okay. All right. Raptors. Started, that makes sense. Started with the Raptors, moved to Orlando, and I was fine with it just because I always thought he kind of, even as like a seven-year-old, whenever that move was, 10 years old, I still thought he could have done better than the Raptors. And then my first ever NBA game was in Orlando at the uh, TD Water House, Water Bank Arena, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, TD Water House. And TD Water House. And, uh, T-Mac didn't play at all in the fourth quarter, but he dropped 39 points on the pre-Cleveland, on the pre-LeBron Cleveland Cavaliers. One of my favorite shoes that I ever had were T-Macs. They were the black with like the blue like lines in them. Um, I don't even remember what like what number they were or whatever they were, but one of my favorite shoes of all time. I think that's four, and one of my favorites is five. Just the funky ones with the straps over the top. Yeah, I like those a ton just because they fit my foot absolutely perfectly. <laughs> T Mac, man, um, got to watch a few games with him for sure. He did some crazy things, and he was so underrated and didn't have any role players. It's just the Magic have always had that like one guy, and they can never like you know do anything with it. And then when they have some supporting players, it's just you know, they don't want to spend money either. Anyway, that's for another yeah, day. I mean, they had, they had, I think it was like Daryl Armstrong. Um, and they had Horace Grant was starting for that team that I went on. And Ricky Davis was the best player for the Cavs. And do you remember that game that he was like trying to get the triple double? And so he was, he like flailed on the layup to get it. No, um, I don't. <laughs> he did. And it was like all over, like it was all over like blooper reels on ES. SPN and stuff like that he did the exact same thing in this game and it was just like a non-nationally televised game and nothing ever got made of it <laughs> that's hilarious horse grant all right we finished out this game or the slate with the warriors and the nuggets 213 total here golden state a slight favorite in this one four point favorites um i mean on the golden state side draymond's still out Damian Lee out, Clay Thompson out, Wiseman out. They're getting a couple pieces back here in this game. On the Nuggets side, 
Dozier's out. Aaron Gordon is questionable. Howard is out. Morris is questionable. Murray and Porter Jr. Are out. And Austin Rivers is dealing with a thumb injury. He is questionable. Uh, starting here with Golden State, I think the biggest thing to note just right off the bat here is Jordan Poole is going to be back from this game, um, back for this game. So that's obviously something that's kind of big here. Curry, I, I mean, he just shot absolute terrible the other night against Denver. And, I mean, they made a they, – they were down, what, 20-something points and made a huge push in the in the third and fourth quarters. But what are your thoughts here on the Warriors? So on FanDuel, Curry is my favorite pay-up option of the slate, I think. he He's cheaper. He's $700 cheaper than James Harden. He is, geez, that's a hefty price on Durant for tomorrow. He's $1,400 cheaper than Kevin Durant. He's $800 cheaper than Giannis and $1,300 cheaper than Jokic. So I'm probably going to be playing both Curry and Jokic tomorrow. I think they're my favorite payups, but I love Curry because they're, they're missing Draymond, which actually probably might even be a negative for him, not a positive just because of how Draymond can set him up. But he shot like absolute crap last game and they still managed to keep this game close. He's one of those guys that somebody like Poole coming back may actually help him because it'll take a bit more attention off. So with the price discount you can get on him on FanDuel, I think Curry is going to be my favorite option on the four gamer just because he has the highest up as high of an upside as anyone. I mean, I stacked Curry and Jokic the other night and you can bet your ass I'm doing it again. Um, I like I'm doubling down. That game was just so weird where, I mean, Jokic didn't really do much in the second half because, I mean, the game was out of hand and then like all of a sudden it got back into hand. He had like a gazillion rebounds in that game um, and, and he shot the ball pretty terribly as well. So I'm going back to the well on the, the two stud stack. There's so much value with Cleveland, with Orlando. I mean, potentially other places as well. I don't mind Jordan Poole in tournaments at 6,500. I think he's someone that we don't ever have to worry about putting up a ton of shots. I do think him being back is going to hurt Gary Payton at and maybe potentially like Otto Porter. I think both of those guys potentially lose a few extra minutes here. So I kind of want to see how that plays out before like I'm, I'm playing those guys too much here. Yep. I'm with you completely. Um, I love Curry on the warrior side. Other than that, I think the, even though the matchup's not great, where I'm probably going to be targeting more from this game is the Denver side, just because of their injury situation. Uh, let's talk Denver here. You know, obviously, Jokic is Jokic. We don't have to get into that too much. Um, I think the the thing here that we're kind of looking at is Monte Morris playing or not playing. Um, we saw Will Barton kind of handle the ball a little bit more um, with him out the other night. I think that could potentially open up a few minutes um, for Capazzo at 4,100 on DraftKings. Um, talk to me here about Denver. Love me some Denver. If Morris and Gordon are out, I'm going to be all over them. 
And I think one of the reasons I like stacking up this game a lot is because only on a four game slate, this is an Island game. So there's not a lot you can swap around for if Morris is in and if Gordon is in, but what I really like is a guy like Will Barton, he's 5,400 on FanDuel, 57 on, on uh, DK, even if they're in fine. Like that's not a bad price for him. This is a guy we've seen be as high as seven K on occasion. So I love, I love Will Barton a lot. If you can get um, Morris ruled out earlier in the day, Campazzo is a great play on DK. He's quite a bit more expensive on FanDuel, but I like this. Uh, I like this Denver team quite a bit. And if we get news of Morris and Gordon out early enough, I'm going to like them a lot. If we don't, I'm probably going to be sticking to Barton and Jokic. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's really bad decisions that you can make here. It's just, you have to kind of play the game here as do I'm, am I willing to take some shots here thinking that Gordon and Morris play or don't play? Um, how do I want to kind of approach it? Really make sure that you're using your utility spots and your guard forward spots on DraftKings um, the right way. I mean, have a backup plan on FanDuel as well. You know, we don't talk about FanDuel as much with like no utility and stuff, but make sure that like on FanDuel as well, that you're like giving yourself outs either way that you kind of play it. Um, you know, just overall. And maybe you fade this game. I don't fade this game, but I mean, maybe you do. Yeah, here's the other thing. Here's the reason why you don't fade this game. And it's important to keep your eye on the news. Austin Rivers is also questionable tomorrow on yep. top of Monty Morris and on top of Aaron Gordon. He played 34 minutes last game. So he started and played 34 minutes last game because of their injuries. Campazzo played 31. And so if you get all of these guys out, Campazzo and Bones Highland are probably the two best value plays on the slate. Bones Highland's $3,300 on DK. He's 5,000 on FanDuel. So it's not quite the same but he's 3,300 on DK. So if you get Rivers out and Monty Morris out, that's Will Barton, Austin Rivers, and Bones Highland have to basically take up all of the guard minutes. And so at 3,300, a guy who can pr- produce like Bones Highland, it's not amazing, but he's still a guy who can pr- who's still a solid fantasy producer. So if all those guys are out, I'd, I love Bones Highland and I love Campazzo. Another guy that I'll just kind of throw out there as well is uh, Davin Reed. He is someone, if Aaron Gordon and these guys sit, could play like 25 minutes, and he's going to be min salary almost everywhere. He, you know, he played 26 minutes against the Clippers the day after Christmas and put up 24 fantasy points. If Gordon doesn't play, if Morris doesn't play, if Rivers doesn't play, I mean, there's roads for him to play those 25 to 28 minutes. So, again... This game has presents so much potential value and it's that standalone game. And there's just, if you're paying attention to news, you there's edge in this game. There really is. So. And absolutely. If, if all the interesting thing is if all these guys are out too, it opens it with how cheap they are in DraftKings, It opens the door to so many interesting avenues. Cause it's like you said, Reed played big minutes a day after Christmas and it was Highland who played more than him just the past game. You can, it's a four game slate. You can play both. It doesn't correlate great, but these guys are so, so cheap. And we have mega payup options on this slate. 
you have the chance to get just a huge total ceiling by getting down to these cheap value plays on Cleveland, these cheap value plays on, on Denver and paying up for as many as the high price guys as you want. All right, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Favorite play under 5k over there on DraftKings to go 7x. Who do you like today that's cheap? I will go just because we don't know all of the news. I think he will do well whether he starts or not. I will go Denzel Valentine. All right, I'm gonna go RJ Hampton. Really like him. Today. Oh, I should have done that. That's a good call. Whatever, I'll leave in the magic. That's right. <laughs> Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Under 8K to go over 8K to go under 5X. I will go with Drew Holiday. I'm going to stay in that game and go Giannis. Again, if he's going to be low-owned, I completely understand why you would play him on this slate. But when I'm looking at Jokic and Curry and Durant, Harden, Embiid. I think Giannis is my least favorite, and he's in one of the best matchups. I just don't know if the game stays close. Honorable mention Tobias Harris. Play him on FanDuel. Do not on DraftKings. Uh, favorite 6X play today? Favorite 6X play? I feel like just being crazy and going with Bones Highland. But... Looking through the DK uh, system here. I'm going to go Will Barton. Yeah, I like that one. If we knew the news on Bradley Beal, it would be Dinwiddie very easily. Um, like, I wouldn't even think twice about it. Um, I think I'm going to go a little off the board today and go oh, Kevin. He's only 63 on FanDuel. I'm going to go Kevin Love um, as my favorite 6X play today. I like uh, it. Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? Let's get weird GPP play of the day. That's my Bones Highland. We're probably not going to know that news before lock. I like the avenues it can give you on DK. Bones Highland. All right. Um, I was trying to think of somebody, and there's not like anybody that's like, like jumping off the page to me today is like a super weird play. And it, it always feels that way on like four game slates. Um, I think, I don't know if he's going to be low owned or not. Um, give me a Coro if he's highly owned, which he probably will be maybe Pangos. Um, I don't know. I like this slate. I was struggling to find someone that like potentially is a weird GPP play today. So, if you like uh, Jordan Poole, he probably will be. I don't think anyone will be playing him on his first game back. I mean, he is someone that I was thinking about too, but I didn't think um, he would be loaned because of his price. But we'll see. Um, any bets that are standing out to you here night before? We actually have lines for all four games, which is. Very uncommon, but I mean, that's what happens when there's not a ton of back-to-backs. No specific bets, but just a little bit of like one last DFS strategy bit going into this small slate tomorrow. It's only four games, but it's an interesting one. I think I'm only going to play one lineup on FanDuel and one lineup on DraftKings, but I still feel like I'm able to play every single player I want to because of the crazy price discrepancies between sites. 
we've never been in a situation like this before other than last week of the season where but still not even then because this has been such over a prolonged period that sites can't keep up with news and they're both adjusting to the news at different paces so you see guys like RJ Hampton and Denzel Valentine as crazy values on DK and they're just kind of met plays on FanDuel for tomorrow so when you're listening to your con sorry today uh, I forget this is a morning podcast when so when you're listening to your content today be wary of the sites that people are talking about or that you're reading about because it's totally different games on the two different sites today so make sure you're checking that and if you want to play different players play on both sites so you can get your exposures to both yeah i mean the one that i mean bet wise that stands out to me today is at DraftKings sportsbook right now you can get washington minus two i like that cleveland without like a an actual point guard playing um i mean i think they're going to be hurting a little bit in this game to move the ball a little bit i think this game's going to be pretty low scoring overall so i'm going to go washington minus two as a first look bet here um Good, good advice there, TJ. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Final thoughts? Just that uh, I like what you just said there on the betting standpoint. The game's in Washington. If you are listening to this bright and early and you can get it before the Bradley Beal news, if he's ruled in, that that's probably going to go, that spread's probably going to go up quite a bit. So, and even if it doesn't, they're still at home playing a week in Cleveland team. So I like that a lot. All right, that's going to wrap it up here for Thursday. NFL podcast week 17 will be out later today as well. Uh, Grant and I are going to record around noon Eastern time. So that will be up um, later today. We'll be back Friday talking more hoops. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.